Well now, after all the sad news of the Queen's death, which we'll probably be mentioning, this is absolutely fabulous, abfab, Jonathan Starkey, your host of Cheshire Matters, your favorite digital pub in the podcasting world. And we have tonight with us, we have the wonderful Stats. Say hello, Stats. Good evening. I'd like to say a massive hello to all our lovely listeners out there. Well done. Well done. And also that man, the gazelle, who is just recently coming back from grazing in Greece. Say hello to the gazelle. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Cheshire. And it's great to be back in the UK. Indeed. All right. Very good. Now, on a sad note, we don't have the Raven with us tonight. Now, I know it's... <laughs> okay. But he's dealing with some family matters, which he has to sort out. So, without further ado, because the Raven's not on, because that would have been an extended introduction, as we all know. I'm going to go on to the Landlord's Roundup. And we're going to start off. And the first one... I'm going to have to say is a punch below the belt by a German media publisher who attacks the Queen for not stopping Brexit. Ooh, what do we say about that? That's what he said. He said he's attacking the Queen for not actually doing more to stop Brexit. How about Uh, that? He's only German. Yeah, that's right. Okay. (laughs) And literally... After the funeral, there were massive queues at Waterloo with all the trains from Paddington cancelled. Now, is this a joke? I no, no. Paddington, no. Paddington. Well, I don't mm. even know how that little I bear was, was able to do that. <laughs> you know, seriously, I don't. What did you think of those pallbearers? I mean, the pressure that must have been upon them carrying oh, the Queen yeah. Yeah. must have been massive. Uh, you know, they're saying that they should be given honours. Well. I think it was an honour just to carry the Queen's coffin in itself, to be honest with you, and to be trusted with that. But, you know, who am I? Now, another one that got me here was um, a little bit of a jibe from President Trump. He was mocking Biden for being sat at least 14 rows back at the Queen's funeral. Now, well, he, is the, he is the gift that keeps giving. There's lots to mock, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, but the thing is, though, I mean, what people didn't realise was the reason President Biden was 14 rows back was because it is protocol for all the Commonwealth countries to actually be given the seats in front first. So all the leaders of the Commonwealth countries, they get to actually have precedence. And royal families, too, around the world. Indeed. So- Right. So he's not King Biden yet, is he? So sit at the back, son. Sit in the back. That's right. <laughs> Ukraine liberates the first Luhansk village as counteroffensive punishes Russia. How about that? They're starting to take back a lot of land. That's causing problems. So Putin is now actually mobilizing or doing a part mobilization of forces. I think that guy's got a massive problem now of credibility within his own country. They all seem to be doing a runner, don't they? Yeah. All the blokes. The, well, Lofsky. it's either that or they're dying. Lofsky. <laughs> he wants me. <laughs> You're all in the army. No, we're not gone. Bye. <laughs> and something out of interest. I don't know whether anybody re- ever remembers him, but Woody Allen, he releases a statement that he has no intention of retiring. I mean, the guy, the guy has got both feet in the grave. 
<laughs> How old is he, John? Oh God, he's got it. He's got to be in his early nineties. Oh no, is he? He's got to be older than that. He's got to be. I think he's in his early nineties, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I'll find out and then I'll come and back. He's not retiring. Oh well. So okay. he's not retiring. I remember that. I mean, the funniest thing I ever seen on one of the films was he's actually looking as if he's helping a driver to back into a spot. And he keeps on beckoning the driver to carry on backing up, backing up, backing up, knowing that the driver's going to smash into the car behind him. <laughs> and he just, he just goes, as soon as he smashes into the car, he just says, yeah, that's great. His <laughs> <laughs> uh, wife's car. <laughs> just, you know, those kind of jokes, you know, uh, that, that just make you laugh. How about this? Gout is on the rise. So why do so few patients get treatment? Well, I think we all know the answer to that, don't we? Isn't that right, Trevor? Why are you looking at me? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? I looking suffered at? from gout a few times. <laughs> it has been known. Um, but I am now on magic tablets, but I don't get it anymore, which is absolutely fabulous. Oh, magic Ooh. tablets. Hey, talk about magic tablets. This is a magic sticker which is a high-tech plaster that comes off without hurting. How about that? It takes the fun away, doesn't it? I, you know, it takes all the pleasure away from ripping a plaster off your kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only pleasure you get. This is not going to hurt. Just, so, just like that. Whack! Ah! Now you pull it really slowly. Hurts more. Oh, gosh. How about this? I don't think very many people know this. During Henry VIII's period in office there was a child execution of an 11 year old how about that an 11 year old i saw that and i thought i'm gonna mention it because that just goes to show how brutal things were in the tudor period may i ask what the 11 year olds had done to be executed theft was that it? that's what they were accused of theft probably stopped a lot of the, the theft uh, well yeah <laughs> a lot of the kids would have stopped <laughs> I, yeah but it's that you know yeah. <laughs> they rob sweets did anybody anybody see that labor mp's aide screaming at a father holding a baby at a support for women protest yeah. and they she was she was something from the trans lobby and she was screaming at a baby you know, saying, you know, you've got a fascist baby or something of that nature. I mean, I have to go further into the story, but uh, well, she, really she's a biological man having to go with women, showing for women's rights. Makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, well, you know, mm-hmm. she's she's apologised and said that she'd let herself down. No, there was a few arrests there, wasn't there? Oh, yes, there were. There yes. were. And it wasn't the women protesting. No, no, no. no it was no, the crazy no. lefties, wasn't it? Crazy lefties. Mm-hmm. Now... Last one on there, which is going to lead us into the national. Kwasi Kwarteng, our new chancellor, confirms that the national insurance rise is going to be scrapped in November. So that's a reverse of a 1.25 percentage point rise in costs. So you sit there back and think, "Hmm, where's the money coming from to do all of this? Even as... The Bank of England today pumped up interest rates to 2.25%, the highest for 14 years. And they warned that GDP is set to fall for a second quarter in a row. So that's the technical definition of a recession. 
what's going on here? You know? They're amongst the raft of economic changes that the Chancellor will unveil that are expected to cost the taxpayer up to $40 billion through extra borrowing for the 20 minutes he's due to speak. <laughs> That's according to Sky News. I mean, more pain, 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 pain. It's coming on. And it's all going to be paid for by the public, which brings us very, very nicely onto our national which is the government outlines plans to help cut energy bills for businesses. Hmm. Now I know mm. that Stats is going to have some initial comments about this. Go ahead, Stats. Yeah, they're saying it's going to be a 45% discount on the uh, wholesale energy prices. Not really, because we're going to pay it back eventually, aren't we? Well, is it going to be 45% discount on the yeah. on the uprated prices or the prices from before because on, i think we're gonna to have to pay back the uh, the household ones as well aren't we hang on taxpayers getting fiddled here well it's going to be well yeah because she's going to be borrowing something like about for the domestic uh, help for yeah. energy prices is going to be something like about i think it is 177 billion yeah, not far off. Now, why no. is it? Why is it that? And I'm gonna. I, I'll give way to you very shortly, Trevor. Yes, why? Man. Why is it that, realistically speaking, this is not coming from the energy providers and the energy suppliers? I mean, they are just making money hand over fist. Go ahead, Trevor. Yeah. So they, as you said, they're making billions. Yep. Not millions. Yep. Billions in profit. This is the same as the council tax scam, <laughs> which is just another scam yep. from a go a government who just happened to be conservatives. Because when Margaret Thatcher brought out the poll tax, as I've said before, my rateable value went from eighty nine pounds, I remember it, to six hundred. Under the poll tax, over a three-year period. So we had the riots and everything on the streets, and the place was burning. And Maggie said, "Right, well, we'll we'll not go ahead with the poll tax. We'll call it the council tax." Yep. And they brought the council tax in, which was three times higher than the rateable value. And everybody said, "Yeah, we've won. We beat the government. We're only paying three times the amount." <laughs> <laughs> and that's it just like the typical British we accepted it and this is exactly the same now yeah. you've got it's gone from £1,100 average and mine was actually 700 Yeah, it's gone from 1100 for the average house yeah. to 1800 Yeah, to 2000 yeah. to 4000 to 5000 next month I can't and believe I could, I could not begin to tell you what quotes I was getting for fixing. Oh, you know, I, I mean, I was getting quotes from between six thousand to twelve thousand pounds for what they are now calling a typical household. A typical household, and now you've got trust our saviour that's come along and capped it. At two and a half thousand. She's only capped the kilowatt per hour prices, not the standing charges. Yeah. So, 
we're now in a situation where it's virtually three times what it was. Yeah. And everybody's happy. Yeah, because she said they're going to do this. But what we're, what she's doing is it's a, it's a cash flow trick. It's as simple as that. So let's go through a few things that they gave out in the press release. Just just one thing, by it's on go my ahead. mind there, Jonathan. Go ahead. I stated three podcasts ago, this will not happen. Yeah. Yeah, we both did. Yeah. Yeah. Just throw and here we are, further down the line, and it's not happened. Yeah. Because the government has now supposedly capped it. Yeah, I get it. But virtually three times what we're paying. Okay. Well, this is what they say. They call it the energy bill relief scheme. So they're going to be releasing legislation in the form of emergency legislation extremely quickly. And what they're saying is, is that new support for households, businesses, and public sector organizations facing rising energy bills in Great Britain and Northern Ireland has been unveiled by Business Secretary Jacob Rees-Mogg today supporting growth, preventing unnecessary insolvencies, and protecting jobs. Now, for how long? And I'll carry on now. Through a new government energy bill relief scheme, the government will provide a discount on wholesale gas and electricity prices for all non-domestic customers, including all UK businesses. The voluntary sector, like charities and the public sector, such as schools and hospitals, whose current gas and electricity prices have been significantly inflated in light of global energy prices. This support will be equivalent to the energy price guarantee put in place for households. The only problem is that it will only run for six months. Now, they say running for an initial six-month period <laughs> right, for all non-domestic energy users. The savings will be first seen in October bills, which are typically received in November. All right? So, to administer this support, the government has set a supported wholesale price expected to be £211 per megawatt hour for electricity, and £75 per megawatt hour for gas, less than half the wholesale prices anticipated this winter, which is a discounted price per unit of gas and electricity. So what I'm saying to you here is what they're giving with one hand, they're going to be taking off you with the other in the future. And all the energy companies and energy providers win. Now, how is that a benefit to the public? Anybody, please, come in. It's not, is it? No. no. I think this is going to run into tens and tens of billions, isn't it? Because they're saying it's going to cost the taxpayer $25 billion and it'll run for six months, but it's getting reviewed after three. You think they're going to need to pile more in then, don't you? Oh. A lot more. So then, And then after six months, is it just going to stop and we're all back to normal? I don't think so. No. I yeah, think there's going to be billions and billions and billions pumped into this. The borrowing money. Yeah. These companies Our are money. making billions. And they're borrowing billions to pay the companies. Yeah. Even more billions. It's our expense. 
So when they when they set the borrowing, what they're doing is is that they're actually selling bonds. Now, tell me who is around the world, unless there are deals done, are going to be investing in UK bonds at the moment? Nobody. Nobody. That's like, you know, some sort of a trick like we found out in Derby, where in sunny Derby, where, <laughs> where Warrington Borough Council bought a... <laughs> yeah, it's actually Doncaster. A, Doncaster, sorry. A yeah, solar, Doncaster, yeah. A, a solar panel farm. <laughs> sorry. Do you know who's the MP for Doncaster? Go on. Ed Miliband. Oh, my God. You know, him of the big granite, you know, pledges. Uh, Yeah, right. (laughs) Now, listen to this. These are the notes to editors of anybody for this press release. To ensure the scheme can work effectively for government, energy suppliers, businesses, and other non-domestic organizations with the minimum disruption to existing processes, emergency legislation is being introduced to underpin the scheme. This will be subject to the standard parliamentary process for emergency legislation. So that's going to be introduced at the earliest opportunity when Parliament is back from recess in October. I would suggest to you that that's going to get little or no debate. Now, something from Mark to actually comment on. So they're giving a, an example, a pub. <laughs> Are you ready, Mark? Are Come you on. ready? Come a on. pub uses 4 megawatts per hour of electricity and 16 megawatts per hour of gas a month. They signed a fixed contract in August 2022, giving them a current monthly energy bill of about 7,000. At the time they signed their contract... Wholesale prices for the next six months were expected to be higher than the government-supported price of £211 per megawatt hour for electricity and £75 per megawatt hour for gas, meaning they can receive support under this scheme. The difference between expected wholesale prices when they signed their contract and the government-supported price is worth £380 per megawatt hour for electricity and 100 megawatts per hour for gas, meaning they receive a discount of 3,100 per month, reducing their bill by over 40%. Give me a comment, Mark. Well, that, that's great, isn't it? But I said this last time, I think any support should be targeted. Same with, with, with domestic, I think. Those that are in need need to benefit the most, don't they? So the likes of, say, hospitality and schools and things like that, I think they should be given a bigger reduction than the likes of corporates who are making these massive profits. Oh, massive. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's fair. But another point is, what about the people who've already been affected since the last rise? Now, I've been through the government's thing there, and I, I, unless I'm missing something, I don't see any, any help for people who've already been affected. Is anybody else? No, no. And again, this only halts the issue in the short term, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't, for instance, I mean, I like to scrap the green levies. Okay. That's probably for the short term too. But I'd like to hear a bigger plan about going forward now to make us energy independence and, and plans to store energy. Well, or there's... Are we just going to keep that? throwing money at it? Because yeah. it's easy, isn't it, to create yeah. some zeros on it? You know? Yeah, I mean, why, why are we mentioning caps? I'm going to propose that we put a cap on these energy companies' profits. Just yeah. like they do in Norway. 
Yeah. They take, I think they, they take hey, look, something like about you can earn two 80. billion. Yeah. Two billion is enough for any company. Oh, plenty. Anything above that, you put it back to the consumer. And I, we need a sovereign wealth fund in this country because we're being raped and everybody knows it. And the conservatives are aiding and abetting it under the guise of saying that it will aid investment in this country. That's why she doesn't want to hit them with windfall taxes because they say that they basically will invest in this country. I don't think so. I don't see those billions of pounds of profits staying in this country. Now, now, there needs to be proof in the pudding. We're not given that proof. That's hidden. And I think people have to search very hard with the... What, what, it's the ONS, the Office for National Statistics, and the other one for Fiscal Studies. We have to really, really dig deep to get down to the bottom of exactly what's going on in this country, and they do not make it easy enough for the people to be able to make an educated decision. That's the point I'm making about it. May I just throw... A loony party. Scorn. Oh, no, I've got my loony party in a minute. <laughs> I uh, may I just throw some scorn on this government of ours. Yeah, who are going to be out in 2024? Although we don't know who's going to yeah. be in, because as far as I know, everybody that's been speaking to me saying they ain't going to vote Labour either. And God help us if well, the Liberals get in. <laughs> Go ahead. It's got to be the, it's got to be the loonies, then, hasn't it, Trev? Yeah, got to be oh, the so loonies. Loony. Definitely the loonies. Yeah, yeah. coming. Sorry to interrupt um, you there, Trevor. Carry on. Well. As Jonathan said, the Liberals, which would be basically the loonies, um, you lost me train of thought now. Uh, what was you on about? <laughs> Governments being useless, probably. Yeah, government, useless government. About our oh, useless sorry, government. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit concerned about the fact that, again, um, when they created this lockdown, and they created it, yeah. they have shares. It's insider trading. This is what I'm saying. Um, it's very difficult to prove, but again, I want to know, I'd, I'd like to know, you're never going to find out who has shares in BP and all these companies that are making billions Yeah. because what's happening now, Good question. They're, using our, they're using our public purse to increase to the value of their billions. shares right now. So, well, yeah, look at their shares, which I will be doing over the next week. Yeah. I've just got settled back again. And I'll get back into this and look into their shares. Yeah. Because basically what they're doing is they're inside the trading. Yeah. They're making the rules and giving them more billions. Under so, the guise of democracy, baby. Yes. So are they basically profiteering out of it? I'd They've got to be. That. You know, if somebody's losing, somebody's winning. Can we give way to Mark? Because he's been Certainly very patient Mark, yeah. there. All right, that's it. Sorry, Mark. Okay, Trevor, you were saying? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, sir. No, you we, got to jump in quick. No, Trevor's bang on the money here because uh, we'll go back to that lockdown. You remember all the Public Health England and Balance and everybody? Well, they had shares in all the, uh, <laughs> didn't they? Pharmaceuticals. Even in uh, America, you know, yeah, but you nothing saw. Happened. They got away with it again. Yeah. So Trevor's probably right, and we can probably find out who's got shares in all these companies. But they'll just keep getting away with it. Did you see in probably America. A conflict of interest. Did you sure. see that, that interview of um, Senator Rand interviewing Fauci? And asking him direct questions, saying, who have you got shares in? 
And are you benefiting? It was royalties, yeah, because scientists get royalties That's as well, right. you see. As That's well as right. shares. He might have shares and royalties. Yeah, and he, <laughs> uh, he wouldn't answer the question. Nope. He wouldn't answer the question. So that should be telling everybody, so it should be sending warning signals out. There is very little integrity in opinions at all of anything. Only facts. And if you cannot get through to the facts of what's going on, for example, to be able to see in a register of interests how many MPs have shares in which energy companies, which drug companies, when did they sell them? You need a complete and utter register. Yeah. Which brings me on to something else as well, is that yeah, you we need all these MPs to be DBS checked. Because how many criminals do we know that are making decisions over us? Again, John, just like what I just said a minute ago, you've got people in there who, who've got criminal records and who've been in jail for stuff, and it's just like it never happened. You know, he threatens to throw acid in someone's face in the real world. Yeah, You're gone, aren't you? Yeah. Any job, and I don't think many people are going to speak to you. But there no, she is, back not, on a high horse. And they're not D&B, DRB checked. No, they're not DBS checked. It's data barring services. It's DBS. Sorry, DBS yeah. checked, yeah. Right. Oh, I didn't know that. They're not, they they're not DBS checked. checked. There's no legal requirement for them to do so. And these are people making decisions over your lives. I'm surprised with that. Sorry, I jumped in there. I wonder wonder if, um, did he check the uh, sex offenders register too? No. I bet you they don't. See, if if you do an enhanced check, then that's when you will start to bring up anything against any any sexual um, issues that were um, legally brought up in the past. No, it's never going to happen, is it? It needs to be. It needs to be sorted in one it way does. or another because I don't trust now anyone in government. No, I don't have any faith in anyone that's in the ruling government because, quite simply, I don't think they're acting in the interests of the people of this country. They're putting a sticking plaster over certain things. Does it, does it hurt when you take it off? Yeah, in this case... In, How much money and research has gone into it? Oh, that? God. But in this case, yes, it does hurt when you take it off because you're going to yeah. have to pay it. <laughs> hey, I thought of a good way to get out of all this, John. Go on. We should just change the country's name to Ukraine and then we'll just get sent loads of money. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've got to go through the pain though of that of of, of an aggravation with Russia. Okay, but... we are, we? we're not so close. <laughs> so we now we identify as folks. Ukraine. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and then when, when Russia gets a bit, you know, shirty, we we don't identify as them anymore <laughs> because it's fluid, isn't it? You see? Uh, they are going through a lot of problems, but they are yeah, they making are. great headway. You know, there's, there's, there's no, yeah, but they're making headway and they, they are causing a lot of problems for Russia. I mean, yeah. as far as yeah, everybody was saying that Russia, you know, Russia is actually, you know, standing firm and it's not affecting them mm. and blah, 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 blah. It is because they, Russia they have look, had to mobilize. They've lost so many men. They do look like they're panicking a bit, don't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, I know that when we take a humorous look on certain things about what's going on, uh, the, the truth of the matter is, is that, quite simply, Russia are losing that war. And it's a war that they can't win. Oh, it's not looking too good for their mate in uh, Iran either, is it, at the minute? 
True enough. True enough. Go ahead, enlighten us. Go ahead. Oh, that looks like the could be a start of a revolution, couldn't it? Well, the women are going well, nuts about them, aren't the, they? The, the people are fighting back against these yeah. so-called religious morality police. Oh, they've had enough of them. And they've been, I think they killed a woman. And there's various videos going around now where they're, they're hitting women and then crowds are just poo, jumping on them. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how that one turns out. Oh, it, it's all going to come to the fore. I mean, all this stuff, religious extremism. I, I did hear something earlier on where there was a guy complaining because he was kicked off of social media for raising mm-hmm. issues like, say, when was the last time you saw a bunch of Christians going out and attacking, you know, um, anything, you know, that mm-hmm. is that is Muslim? When? Point. I think he was referring to the troubles in Leicester, wasn't he? Well, yeah, but, uh, you Another know... the diversity fail again. But when, when, did, when have you ever seen that? You know, gangs of Christians going out and actually causing problem in Muslim areas? Um, um, yeah, never. Never? Yeah, exactly. It does you don't it. see it, do you? I mean, when, that, when have you ever seen that, a bunch of Christians? It's like a, in a foreign country. Oh, yeah. When have you ever seen, Trevor, a bunch of Christians going out and making a protest outside of a cinema over a film? No, they don't, do they? No. I know, I know this is slightly off the topic we were talking about, but, I mean, with hindsight, I mean, the Hindus and the Muslims were at each other's throats while the British were in India, and before we pulled out, we kind of made Pakistan. So if they were already at their throats in the 40s. Why, why have we imported this sectarian violence into our country? Oh. Like 60, 70, 80 years later, why? It's like because it's like we are an open, that. welcoming country. Yeah. Well, that's not worked out to plan, has it, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I never knew that until I've been... What, that we're open and welcoming to... country? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've spoken to um, of Indian customers and um, Pakistani customers as well, and I never realised the animosity between the two. Oh, yeah. I never realised that until I'm actually chatting to either side. What, between the Pakistanis and the Hindus? And the Hindus, yeah, they absolutely hate each other. I don't understand that because they have very similar outlooks. Yeah, they have, religious outlooks. They have different gods, and that seems to be the problem, especially with one side. Well, I'm not blaming anyone, but, you know. Oh, back to religion. Ah, oh, yeah. there we go. Oh, maybe we should yeah. go back to economics. Yeah, let's go back to it. The religion of economics. Yeah, we're going to get stuffed. That's it. You know, there is no no two ways about it. There is no heaven. There is no earth unless you're a tax haven. Okay, and if a, you're a tax haven, there's a rainbow. There's a rainbow with a massive pot of money at the end of it, which our government just keep delving into. Yeah, well, yeah. To be sure. To be sure. Oh, the magic money tree. Oh, <laughs> we're going over there. We're gonna, gonna, gonna get that little leprechaun over there, and uh, let's yeah, have another uh, little it's, dip it's in. Tables. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, three fellas, but the only two of us. <laughs> well, I have to say, comment. I, I'm not quite missing the raven right at the moment. <laughs> oh, I forgot about him. You know, it's made that comment. Hey, well, okay. So we all know now. We're not too sure about you know what the government are doing. They're trying to sell it, you know, like it's a big deal. But in actual fact, it's going to cost you down the line, and there is no magic money tree. It's as simple as that. And I don't know, probably they're going to be printing up more money next year. There's going to be some more quantitative easing, isn't there? There can't be, because you've got, you've got 100 billion for uh, the scamdemic, and we've got 
a hundred billion, a hundred seventy billion, or something. Yeah. Yep. What's going to happen? I know what's going to happen. We're going to give another two and a half billion to Ukraine next year. <laughs> yeah, that's going to oh, happen. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. Oh, and twenty-five billion for this. And then after six or three months, it's probably going to be another twenty-five billion. Yep. And then another six months, another twenty-five, and then next year another fifty. And our schools, oh, yeah, yeah, our school, our schools are still going to be paying more for their electricity. Uh, uh, the NHS is still going to be wanting more money instead of somebody getting a grip of it and doing something with it. I, I'm, I've not got a lot of faith in any Democratic Party in this country. I think that, in truth, I think they should nationalize all the utilities. I think they should take it into national ownership and tell, tell all the rest of them, all these other countries that have got their hands in the pot, to sling their hook. Simple as that. Get them out. Get the money coming in here. I do agree with Truss in one respect to say that we have to actually solve the fundamental problem, which is we have to be energy producers and energy suppliers to our own market. Go ahead, Mark. Never going to happen with this uh, net zero agenda, I'm afraid. They're already now trying to just totally back heel fossil fuels at a time when, as I keep saying, we probably need them the most. Well, thank God for the Chinese. Because they love chicken fried rice, don't we? Chicken fried rice, (laughs) chicken fried rice. Thank God for the Chinese, because that is what's going to sway the likes of the gazelle and myself. Yes, we will vote them in. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to say, we'll have to say, invited to the funeral. We'll have to say to (laughs) Justin and uh, Chris Matheson, yeah, we've got some new candidates that we're going to be backing. You're out. Okay, they cook better than you, kiddo. That's it. Bye bye. <laughs> oh, sweet. Hey, we've got all the people from Hong Kong coming over at the moment. There's waves of them. Have you seen them? No. Are they not? Are they not yeah. round Ellesmere Port? No, or? I'm not, not seeing yet. them. Not, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> wow, we're being absolutely infiltrated. Is that the right word? Yeah. In Warrington. <laughs> hey, don't They're knock them. In. Depends the if people spies. from Hong Kong are coming in and. As regards to letting agents, they're putting up one year's rental. <sighs> and in all the houses in the area, and they just three people moved in uh, about seven houses down the oh, road yeah. here. Lovely people. And they, they have their, like this fox, what they keep taking for a walk. And they said, it's not a fox, it's a husky. And I said, can I throw your fox? And he said, no. <laughs> but they're very nice people. And they keep waving to you right down the street. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> but not, I don't think they've got a Chinese at the minute. All right, okay. All right, go ahead, Mark. Just, just to finish off, to finish off this crazy conversation right, at this point. <laughs> go ahead, Mark. Wrap it up. I just think those from Hong Kong, I think they are probably more likely to um, do a decent day's work and put something back into society than the ones jumping on boats coming across the oh, channel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, most yeah. definitely, yeah. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah, go with that. And they compliment my flowers. Okay, well, let's wrap that up. Well, so we're not quite sure about what Liz Truss is doing with energy, but we all know that it's going to cost us in the long run. It's going to cost our kids and our grandchildren in the long run, so we're just going to have to accept it. We're going to go on now to the local, which is with the gazelle, who's previously been grazing in Greece, and he's now quite happily back with us, but he might not be with us for long because he liked Greece, didn't you, sir? I certainly did, and I will be going 
next year for possibly four to six weeks and definitely four weeks until into my retirement and I've already looked at a house over there so I might be grazing there pretty well permanent because I've got back to this country and I've just been battered my blood pressure has gone (laughs) my hair stood on end and I've been so relaxed over there I can't believe it I haven't seen a policeman for a month. Well, you're not going to see a British Bobby over in Greece, are you? Come on, be honest. No, no, I wasn't. Unless he's on I holiday. On the beach. He was a he was a policeman in England, but that's a different story. Okay. But I haven't seen a policeman. I can't I can't begin to tell you what Greece is like. I can. There are no police there, and yet it, there are no gangs on the streets, no children being antisocial, and they've got it right, and we've got it wrong. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's. I'm sorry. That's it. Except in places like Falaraki. Well, I'm not going to speak about Falaraki <laughs> because my experience of Falaraki was the British really put me off. There you go. So it was as simple as that because okay. you had British bars, you had all day breakfast, chips and burgers. No. Okay. Well, go on, move us on to our local, Trev. Go ahead. No, so, our local. I can't believe this has come back round again to my MP. No, not Charlotte Nichols, your relative. That's your lot, and she's not uh, uh, no relation. <clears throat> and I just wanted to highlight the hypocrisy of my MP for Warrington North, Charlotte Nichols. Okay, no relation. They're on my notes. <laughs> We've checked before. The family tree. She's a sap. Been through all that. <laughs> Right, so, when Prince Philip died, she found herself in hot water over the... It was all over the national press, actually. When she commented on his funeral as a great time to do some shopping and catch up with friends. And that went national, that. Everybody covered it. She was really, really slated for that. Now, all of a sudden, she's a massive royalist. I don't know where it's come from. And she was was she with Rusty Nail? Ah, now let me explain. All of a sudden, she's become a massive royalist with the passing of the Queen, our great Queen. She received four tickets with her being an MP. She's taken who she describes as some of my constituency team. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, the leader of the Labour-led Warrington Council. Oh, yes. Very good. You got that right. He got that right, Stats. Cam- he did. And her well campaign manager, Rusty Nail. Here's the guy. Russ Bolden, sorry. I, I, I slipped them. And isn't, now, he, the so guy, isn't he the guy that is actually going to be in court next year? That's it. January the 19th. Oh. And I'm not going to be there. I am. At Liverpool Crown Court. <laughs> now, two of this four are not even constituents of Warrington North. And she said, and I quote, to pay our respects on behalf of Warrington North, I again state that two of the four people that she took were not from Warrington North. Yeah, but couldn't they be a Warrington Northerners? In heart. No. <laughs> because Rusty Nail himself 
lives in Warrington South. Oh, right. As okay. is the problem or reason for him being in court in January of next year. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Because he put himself as living in Warrington North. Well, it's and not a secret. In it's in the public domain, so nobody can say anything about it. It's in the public no, domain. It's all in the public domain. Yeah. And it's actually on the uh, council records. And that, that is the, as I say, the reason is in court. And okay. that, not that I'd be there, but... I'll Which you are going to be there. Time for it. Yeah. To see justice done, hopefully. But he has got, he's actually got the the barrister, not a solicitor, not anybody of no pecking order. The person that's representing Mr. Bowden is in the top 500 barristers in this land. Who's paying for that? That's a good point. <laughs> Who is paying for that? And I want to know the answer for that as being a constituent of Warrington North. Well, he could be paying for it himself. Of course he could not. (laughs) (laughs) He could or he could not be paying for himself. Yeah, you're quite right when you say that. But, you know, it would be interesting to know who's actually paying for his defence. He could be insured. He could be indemnified by certain insurances. You don't know. Of course he could. But that is, you've hit the nail on the head there, Jonathan. We don't know. Yeah. And him being the council leader... I think that should be quite transparent who's paying for it because it's a very serious offence. Well, see, the thing is, a lot of these things... It's not a parking ticket. No, it's not a parking ticket. You know, you're quite right. Um, A lot of these things are, and the truth of the matter is, not very obvious and not very transparent to the public. We're not able to access the true facts and there are always, always delays in this country to actually try and stop people from getting to the truth of the matter. And again, I bring it back that anybody, all teachers in this country have to have an enhanced DBS check on them in order for them to work. Now, I don't know of any Department for Education individual that has the same placed on them, the same onus to prove that they haven't got a criminal record, but they will do it for all the teachers who come in direct contact with students. I think that everybody should have a DBS check and they should be open to public scrutiny so that we can actually see who we're dealing with. Has Charlotte got a DBS check on her? Do we know? I don't know. That's a good point. I, th- I, I had a DBS check on me when I started. Um, I, I went to subcontract earlier in my career, career my business, uh, as carpet cleaning because I'm mm-hmm. going in and out of people's houses. So I had a check on me, and I'm amazed that MPs don't have that. And other people in public life. If you go into a school environment, my daughter, she worked at a nursery. She's now head of finance in a school. And she had to be... Uh, DBS checked. checked. Yeah. It's, it, because you're working within a school. But So why at MPs, I'm amazed at that, that they're not checked. Because 
I know for a fact that Charlotte Nichols, by her own admission, she gave out her sexual orientation, mm-hmm. and she's in and out of schools yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah. So surely by her going into that school, she should have been... DBS checked. DBS checked. You'd think. But as she said, with these four tickets, people were saying, people were actually saying, why was you allowed to jump the queue? Yeah. And she said, well, because well, like we're MPs. Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby have been accused of. Well, I've only seen bits of that. I've not got the full story on that at the minute. But she said, because we're MPs and the death threats I receive, she said, I receive, that's the reason we got fast-tracked. Okay. Would you give way to the wonderful stats? Go ahead, stats. Certainly. Carry on, yeah, stats. Back, back to those um, TBS checks. No, again, transparency, we're always calling for this, aren't we? Never seem to get any. I've got a question, though. Charlotte Nichols sat in front or behind Joe Biden at the funeral? <laughs> or was she down Oxford Street? Ah. I hope she was in front of him. <laughs> you know what You know what gets me? She actually replies to people on, um, on social media. Yeah. That's good, because many don't. No, but it is good, actually, because she just digs a bigger hole. <laughs> I love it. I was going to write down the replies tonight, but I didn't have time to do that. Okay, that's all right. But I'll, I'll I'll look at them and probably bring it up in a later podcast because she just digs a hole for herself. Yeah. Somebody said, why do you get fast-tracked? She said, well, because of the threats that I receive. Right. Death threats. Why are you receiving death threats? I think it was probably a blanket thing with all MPs being fast-tracked over yeah. what, you know, the David Amos and other things going on. I yeah, have to say... Said, well, what, what I'd like is that i got more tickets. Um, uh, go ahead, Take John. more people from my constituency. And people be saying, well, what about people of the constituency that have worked? Yeah, I agree. That work for the community, that work for Warrington North. Are they not entitled to go and pay their respects to the Queen? I have to say, yeah, I agree. I agree. Same cronies. Yeah, same cronies. She's actually taken Sarah Hill and Russ Bowden. Sarah Hill is standing for Warrington South. Oh, right. As an MP. Okay. Russ Bowden is facing a court case in January. Yep. How are they possibly up the top of the constituents within the, the area? Well, I have to say, the only woman that I ever threatened in my life was my wife. And I threatened to marry her. (laughs) (laughs) And to her chagrin, she agreed. (laughs) So I can say that I did threaten a woman (laughs) in my life. I threatened to marry her. I was going to say, yeah, you regret it now. Yeah, she she does. She doesn't speak French, though. So when I say to her chagrin, she's actually I don't know what you're on about either. <laughs> <laughs> to her displeasure, I never used it. To her displeasure, after 35 years, I wish to get rid of you. And I said, "Well, you haven't passed the MOT yet, so maybe there might be a chance." <laughs> yeah, don't mention MOTs. 
<laughs> so, how does that shape up for the rest of the, the local? Sum it up, Trev. Uh, to sum it up, I'm, just, I'm, I'm this lady, she's very naive. So she's definitely not a Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby. No, 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 no. I mean, she got thrust into this position, which obviously you, you've got to take advantage of. Not advantage of, that might be the right. You know, you would actually accept being thrust in that position. The responsibility. Jeremy Corbyn, yeah. because she was, she's from Islington. She's from same area as Jeremy Corbyn. She was put straight into his safe seat. And I just don't think she knows what she's doing. I Fair really enough. don't. Fair enough. She's not. Everybody's she's entitled she's to their naive. opinion. She's politically naive. That's the only way I can sum it up. Everybody's entitled to their, their opinion until a judge actually sentences you <laughs> to five years. I'll never be sentenced because I'm a loony. <laughs> so the only place I'm going is an institution, not a jail. <laughs> Oh, this is a great opportunity to go for a loony party. Yeah, policy. Go ahead. To go, and I, I just want to point out how, how. Get on. the words out. Get the words out. Come on, get them out. Get them out, Trevor. Get them out. Come on, Raven. No, what am I saying? Come on, Raven. Jesus, we are. This is what I want to. I just want to show you how up to date we are, because we've now put forward, in order to help with the energy crisis. <laughs> This is how we are with the Times, right? <laughs> what, the newspaper, the Times? You're very posh. Oh, no, we're, we're, we're with it. We are up to date. So you are ahead of the Times. We are ahead of the Times. We actually predict forthcoming events. <laughs> okay. So in I, I predict, me, I predict that, that, that we're going to get a legal action. But anyway, there you go. <laughs> I said that... In fact, seven of, I'd say several, certainly three, in the Looney Party in Nostradamus's. <laughs> get out because of Because we see things that other people don't see. Oh, get so out of here. What, you crisis, see things that other people don't see? So oh, you yeah, are the Heineken of politics. Yeah, we talk to dead people. We, we see what's coming. <laughs> now we propose that we'll get rid. We'll get rid of the price cap. All right, okay. And we're going to replace it with a top hat. <laughs> right? And this will also help with our millinery industry. <laughs> right? We will get rid of all standing charges because we're quite capable of sitting down and freezing to death. <laughs> and what we're going to do, we're going to propose... They're all the hot air spoken in Parliament <laughs> will be redirected to the gas distribution network. <laughs> That's problem solved. <laughs> problem solved. Yeah. I cannot see. It's awesome as well. <laughs> of course we can. It can all the problems. Oh, God. That is this just... is how we are up to date. We are on the ball. Oh, that was one of the better <laughs> ones. That, that was great. <laughs> well, we are, but on the ball. Oh, and like I say, I, I, I've missed tonight's uh, conference, but I will be going there on Saturday for the uh, the cabinet reshuffle, where we lay a wardrobe on the cabinet floor. Cabinet reshuffle. <laughs> no, that's on Saturday afternoon, where that's the final day. And we will lay a wardrobe on the floor, and everybody shuffles around it. <laughs> 
that's our yearly cabinet reshuffle. Oh, God. <laughs> It'll I'm... probably be more effective than most of Boris's reshuffles. <laughs> yeah. Come on, yeah. Well, I'm calling it there. We can't call on the Raven to go out to the bar, and we're not going to bother with asking anybody to go up to the bar. So we're going to move it on, and we're going to say, hey, has anybody got any positives before we go into the end of the show? Go ahead. Yeah, it's it's a positive, and it's a shout-out, and this one's going to surprise you because we've just been slating them. Uh, it's going to go to Liz Truss and the government, actually. Oh, get out of here! Well, wait to hear what I'm going to say. Okay. All right. Yeah. Trevor, hold and me back. Trevor, hold me back. Hold me back! I didn't say hold me back that much. <laughs> Come on, let him let him at it. No, no, I'm going to give him a shout out. It's more of a positive for scrapping some of the anti-free speech aspects of the online harms bill. For instance, they wanted a censorship of things that aren't illegal, just harmful. Well, now the government is saying they're not going to do that. They're going to keep the stuff which is uh, for children's safety. But some of the other stuff is subjective, isn't it? What's harmful to one person isn't harmful to another. Okay. You, you can, you, the only thing you can stick by is the law, really. I mean, that's a bit shady these days. But That's like being unoffended, isn't it? That's yeah. just so a... it looks like the ex-liberal is already more conservative than Boris. Oof. Well, I'm going to give him a shout down because I wanted to have a constitution and Rob was shot down in flames. Oh, no, John, but we went through that, didn't we? It was shocking. Well, we're going to be doing a a constitution. We don't need another one. Well, we're going to be doing a special on that with uh, me and Stats and anybody else that wants to join in. Nobody's excluded. Although, Trevor, you're not going to be available. Neither is the Raven. (laughs) 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 Oh, <laughs> okay, so all right, um, so that's my shout down because I do want to see a constitution. I want to see a written constitution. Well, well I'm not going to shout down, but I've got a quote. Go on, then. What have you got then? Well, I'm working on a, a machine that can read minds. <laughs> minds or moment. minds? No, minds, as in your head. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on a machine that can read minds. Okay. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, that's it. We're going to go for that. I I have to say that, you know, we're sorry that the Raven wasn't here, but we're not sorry that the Raven wasn't here because we didn't hear any of the extended things that he was trying to say. Quite right. Okay, so all we got to do is just say goodbye to our listeners. And remember now... This is a record of what we're doing at this time and space in Cheshire. And I know that we could sit down and we can actually have a go at most of the councillors in Cheshire West, Cheshire East, and the other councillors in this wonderful county. But can't be bothered right now, so let's just say <laughs> good night. Go ahead, Stats. Sorry, I'm just wiping a tear away because I missed you. Oh, you... <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, go I ahead. I just had something in the eye. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm liking it to turn away because I'm so happy. <laughs> well, we've missed Steve. Yo, you've missed Steve. Steve. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Well, I'm thinking of replacing him with Mr. Potato Head. Because <laughs> I think he's got some valuable comments to make about farming. Simple as that. All right, well, that's good night from all of us. Let's say nice talking to you, lads. That's okay. Good night. 
Good night. Good night. It's been a great night. night tonight, and it crystal clear. Everybody got the words in. That's it. And not interrupted by Steve. Yeah. <laughs> oh, should I do it in his honour? No, nothing. A pant up. Oh, you got you, Oh, yeah, you got to do. You got to do that. I'll do the pant. There you go. That's his honour. Oh yeah, hang on a minute. <laughs> we couldn't hear I you, Trevor. He's at the door. Okay, that's it. Okay, bye Raven. We won't be seeing you next week. Is that right?